0: Been have uh, been working on a series, um, how to connect with God, and we've tried to make this series a little more practical. And we've been trying different exercises uh, throughout the last uh, number of weeks. This will be the fifth message in this series, and this is the second part of just um, practically how we can connect connect with God. And we're going to start this morning uh, just with um, us connecting with God. And, and for this exercise. Um, Again, I never force you to have to do any of these things, but if you want to follow along, you're welcome to. And So just to close your eyes, you may find it helpful just to take your hands and place your your palms up on on your legs or on your knees. Father, right now we just acknowledge your presence in this place. We acknowledge your promise that whenever we are assembled together, that the power of the Lord Jesus is present. We acknowledge that you never leave us nor forsake us. We acknowledge that you're here. And maybe just take a moment as we've talked through this series to utilize your imagination to, um, for you to see the reality of the presence of God. Maybe you wanna picture yourself coming into the very throne room of grace as you picture yourself coming into the throne room, there is God the Father with open arms waiting for you. He's inviting you into his presence. He's inviting you into his arms. He's inviting you to experience his, his presence in his love. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And we just want to feel the, the burdens from this week, just being released into his presence. As he says, cast all your cares upon me, because he cares for you. the light of his presence is just washing away any darkness in you. All your burdens and all that weight is being washed away. take a moment in your spirit to ask God, uh, Father, is there anything you want to say to me right now in this moment? Is there anything you want to say to me in this moment? Father, we thank you for your presence here. And we thank you for your unstoppable love. We thank you, Father, that we have been forgiven. And we thank you that we are your sons and daughters. And we thank you that you go before us, that you are for us and not against us. And God, we just open our spirits this morning to hear whatever you want to say to us. Your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There are a lot of ways to connect with God, and part of this series is to open us up to maybe ways of connecting with God that you haven't thought of. Um, Because we are in a relationship with God, and just as uh, our human relationships, in our human relationships, we can decide to do a lot of things to connect. You think about two friends connecting, or a husband and wife connecting, and a lot of things people can do to connect, and it's the same with God. There are a lot of different ways that we can connect with God, and last week, we looked at some of the, the standard ways uh, Christians throughout centuries have connected with God. Uh, one of those ways is through Scripture, and we looked at a lot of different ways we can connect with uh, through Scripture. That's Marina's phone, but she's doing uh, the awkwardness. Uh, We can connect through prayer and uh, and hearing God, and we looked at various ways of connecting with God through prayer and hearing God. We also talked about connecting through worship and singing, and these are some of the more traditional ways that you can connect with God, and if you weren't here last week, you can pick that up on our YouTube channel or online. And uh, So I want to look at some different ways, again, that we can connect with God, and one of those ways is through meditation. Uh, The Bible over 20 times talks about meditation in terms of connecting with with God. And uh, here's just some of the verses in Psalm 48. It says, God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Uh, And so you can take a moment to meditate so uh, perhaps on on one of God's character aspects, an aspect of his character, his love, and to spend time meditating on that. And biblical meditation is actually less about Emptying your mind. It's more about taking something and, and pondering it and stirring it and flipping it over and upside down and asking God for insight and revelation. It's kind of like chewing on something. And so again, you can take an aspect of God's character and you let it sink in and say, God, just give me revelation when it comes to your love, when it comes to your forgiveness. And just let that soak into you. Uh, so Psalm 48 talks about or Psalm 119. It says, my eyes stay open through the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. Uh, Maybe you couldn't sleep. One thing you can do if you can't sleep, uh, meditate on scripture, uh, a promise of God. And and here he is, maybe unable to sleep. He's up at night, and and he's just meditating, perhaps, on a scripture verse. And again, repeating it over and over again, asking for insight, asking God how this might apply to, to, to his life. Or Psalm uh, 145, I will meditate on your wonderful works. Meditate on, on all the answered prayer that you've seen throughout your life, or uh, some of the, the miracles you've seen, or the good things that God has done. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from above. As so you can spend meditating, just all the good things in your life that God has gifted you with, and, and you just let those soak in your being. And so, this is biblical meditation. This is. Uh, A way that you can connect with with God is through uh, taking a character aspect, something to be thankful for, a scripture verse, or whatever it might be, and just meditating on it. And so we're going to take a moment to do that. This is just a short scripture verse. Uh, Scripture is an awesome way to just meditate throughout your day. And so you can take a short scripture verse like this. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And one way you can do this is just take this, and it's easy to memorize, to memorize this, this, and throughout your whole day, you just let this sink in. And throughout your whole day, you just repeat, you know, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. And to just really let that sink in. And, and sometimes it helps to meditate, you highlight it verse. the Lord is my helper, not be afraid. Or, you know, the Lord is my helper, and uh, I will not be afraid. Or the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. And so let's just take a moment, and maybe you just want to repeat this over and over again. Uh, maybe again, like we've done with the longer passages, a word that sticks out. Maybe you want to ask how this applies to your life today. How's God speaking to you? Let's just take a moment to meditate on this scripture. If you want to do this at home obviously we take more time than that but um uh, just carry a verse throughout the day carry a thought throughout the day and, and uh, meditate on this one of the biblical ways to connect with with god and of course it can look uh, uh different than this another way to connect with god is actually through community and, and thankful enjoyment uh sometimes people think that god is against pleasure and god is against enjoyment and they have this idea that if you become a christian then Sorry, no more fun, no more pleasure, no more enjoyment. But uh, Psalm sixteen eleven actually says, "In your presence there is fullness, a fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forever and evermore." I mean, God uh, is filled with joy more than any other being. He is filled with pleasure more than any other being. Uh, he is a God of joy and a God of pleasure. And so, one of the ways we connect with Him is when we experience joy. Or we experience pleasure. And we can often do that through community or our thankfulness. In fact, in the Old Testament, it was actually commanded by God to actually take time for for community enjoyment and pleasure. Uh, Check out this this, this verse. This is a great, great uh, command here. Take the silver with you and go to the place the Lord, your God, will choose. Use the silver to buy whatever you like. Cattle, sheep, wine, or other fermented drink or anything else you wish, then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of your of the Lord your God and rejoice." Now they were to take their money and they were gonna go buy food and drinks and uh, have a little gathering and rejoice in the presence of God. And this was a way of connecting with God. And sometimes we know we do this as a community. We'll have a little party at our house and we'll get together for potluck like we're gonna to do today. And there's this rejoicing and celebration, and and that is connecting with God. Because in his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And so when we enter into delight, we enter into community and rejoicing and thanksgiving and enjoying our food or our hobbies or whatever it might be. Those can actually be times of of intimate connection with God. Uh, So community and joy and, and thanksgiving uh, can be, it's, you can, uh, while you're doing a hobby you love, you can ex- actually just say, thank God, thank you for this delight. And then bring God into that. I do that sometimes, at least in the winter, I'm a snowmobiler, and sometimes you're on the top of a mountain, and it's gorgeous, and man, I just connect with God. You're out in nature, you're enjoying something. Uh, God is not against enjoyment. Uh, don't push God away in those times, but invite him in and it can be a beautiful moment of connecting with God. Community enjoyment uh, and community and thankful enjoyment. Another way uh, to connect with God is through fasting. And uh, we're coming up to a week of fasting of prayer in our church. Uh, fasting has been used um, from the very beginning of scripture all the way through. We see people fasting. Uh, Tony Evans said this. Uh, fasting is the, de- the deliberate abstinence from some form of Physical gratification, to achieve a greater spiritual goal. Now, in biblical days, it was always fasting from food uh, because that was their main source of enjoyment. Maybe sex and other things were, I guess, too, but uh, 1 Corinthians 7 actually talks about fasting from sex for a period of time. Uh, But for us, we have a lot of things we enjoy. So some people actually uh, enjoy their smartphone more than they do food. And so when they fast, they will actually fast from their smartphone, uh, a phone or a fast from watching Netflix, or a fast from some sort of, of um, physical gratification in order to connect with God. And, uh, and a lot of people find that when they put something away that they, they physically enjoy, it can actually help them connect spiritually. And, and so we see fasting throughout the scripture. We see Jesus actually fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And I actually know a couple of people who have fasted for 40 days. Craziness. I've never fasted that long, uh, but there are people who do. Uh, Jesus did. Uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter six said, "When you fast," it's kind of like that. That you know, the followers of God, they're they're going to fast. In fact, when you fast, we see the early church says while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. And and sometimes people find that when they're fasting and they actually hear God a little bit better because sometimes these these worldly things can crowd in, and so. Um, And so this is actually uh, taking time away. And so, again, you may want to join us this week. If you're interested more in fasting, I did a whole message on fasting, I think, last January sometime. And again, all these topics, we're going through these quick, but it could be whole, whole messages. So the idea of fasting. Another uh, way to connect with God is through Sabbath rest. Uh, Through taking, actually, just a day off to uh, pull away from your regular routine and rest in the God's presence. And and God, again, throughout scripture, we see this idea of the Sabbath rest. From the very beginning, God rested on the seventh day throughout the early church, resting for a Sabbath rest. Um, And and, uh, this is kind of weird for our culture because in our culture, our current culture looks like this. We work and 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 we work. You're like, oh, I'm so burnt out, I need a vacation. I think there's room on my MasterCard. Let's just go somewhere, let's have a vacation. Typically how our culture works. Um, kingdom culture is actually meant to be a little different, think. That we are to work for six days and then do something different on the Sabbath. Sabbath. Work and then Sabbath. And your Sabbath may be a different day or your period of rest or your time of God may be a different day because we don't work by Sundays off anymore. Um, and you work and rest and you work and rest and then there's these times where you have these celebrations or you have these vacations and, and biblically your vacation celebration is not to be like, oh, I'm so tired, I need a break but it's just an outpouring of the rest you're already experiencing because you're in this natural cycle of work, rest, work, rest, work, rest. Uh, Duhan said this, to fail to see the value of simply being with God and doing nothing is to miss the heart of Christianity. We often look at our culture, and our culture is so busy in rest. I mean, there's so many things ringing and dinging, and I mean, it's it's just nutty. It is, I mean, I find it really hard just to pull back for a day. It is very difficult in our culture, but the whole message of Christianity is a message of rest. You can rest because you really are forgiven. You can really rest because Jesus has done it. You can rest in his presence. It's a message of rest and entering in his rest. And so when we Sabbath, it's a message of, God, I realize you're in control. I can take a break. Uh, God, I realize I don't have to get my identity from all the things I accomplish and all the things I do. I don't have to get my identity by trying to look better than all my neighbors. I can actually just rest because I realize my identity is in you. The message of Christianity is this ability to rest. And so when you work, and then take a day, or at least part of a day if you can, to really pull back and rest, you're following the message of Christianity. You're speaking to yourself that that I can rest in God. And so, again, I think I did a whole message on this uh, last year. You could probably find that on on online. Uh, but how to stop? There's a couple quick points. First of all, you don't want to ever make this really religious. <laughs> you read through the Gospels, you realize that The Pharisees made it super, super religious, and it wasn't actually relaxing anymore. It seemed to be very stressful. And Jesus Jesus challenged a lot of of those religious rules. But here are some things that can make it um, helpful in uh, in, in terms of your connection with God. First, you want to stop your regular routine and work. So whatever you do for a normal job, usually you want to do something different on that day. You want to stop from your regular routine. You want to rest. Uh, whatever that looks like for you, you want to pull back and just rest because God has invited you into his rest. You want to take time for delight. What gives you enjoyment and delight? Do something fun. Do something that you enjoy. Do something, again, this idea that you can bring God into and say so just thank you that I'm able to do this. And then you want to take time to contemplate, to listen, talk to, and worship God to somehow take part of that day and just connect with him. And uh, and this, I mean, even non-Christian studies have said just the cycle is is very healthy for you. Um, And one of the reasons we see a lot of ill health in our culture is because it's just a go, 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 burn yourself out kind of culture. But to develop this idea of work and rest and work and rest and work and rest. And then you can really actually enjoy your vacation because you're not burnt out. And, And this is kingdom culture. It can be very hard to do, but this is one of the ways that you can connect with God is through Sabbath rest. Another way to connect with God is through resting and receiving in the presence of God. Again, this idea of God inviting us into rest. God is actually more about us being than doing. And a lot of times, even when we connect with God, we always think, I've got to do something. <laughs> And I think I mentioned this earlier on in the series, but years ago, I used to get super stressed out during my devotional times, or my times when I had to connect with God. Because I made it all about doing, and I had to do it properly, and I had to do it right, and I had to follow the formula, and, and I actually get stressed out because, you know, my mind would start to water, wander. It's like, I mean, you're talking to God, how dare your mind wander, and, uh, you know, it was just stressful. <laughs> Until I realized I, I made it all about doing. And God is far more concerned about your heart. That's right. He's far more concerned about being uh, right in relationship with him rather than doing the right things. And, and so part of connecting with God is this, is this ability to just not do, but just to receive. Right. It says in Psalm 23, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul when you ever take time during your week or during your day to just not do anything and just rest in the presence of God just to receive you don't have to do a single thing just rest I mean again this is the message of Christianity this idea of rest and and God laying us down in these green pastures where it's not about us doing something but just receiving the love and presence of God Uh, we kind of see this idea in John chapter 13 Remember when Jesus was going around washing the feet of the disciples and and Jesus was giving this beautiful gift to Peter. And Peter says, no, you can't wash my feet. How dare you? And I can't receive from you, God. Uh, It's about me serving you. It's about me doing this, this idea that we can't receive from God. But Jesus looked at Peter and said, unless I wash you. You have no part with me. And, of course, it's speaking more figuratively of forgiveness and that idea. But it's this idea as well that we need to learn to receive from God. Because, again, sometimes in our pride, we want to do. We've got to follow the list. We've got to follow the rules. And after, he's God and I'm not. So how dare I actually just receive from him? But there's the whole message of Christianity is this, this place where we learn to rest. And we learn just to receive and actually not do anything. And uh, and personally, I find this very helpful when I connect with God to actually take part of that time to actually not do anything and just receive. And so here are just some ways you can do this. One way is is to not actually read the Bible, but just listen to the Bible. You know, sometimes I'll just lie on the floor and I'll go to BibleGateway.com or there's lots of other sites where you can just let the Bible play and you just receive the words. You're not putting an effort up, reading, you're just just receiving the words. Uh, You can relax and listen to worship music. Again, go on YouTube, there's lots of great worship music and you can just hit play and then just, again, just receive uh, the words. Just allow this presence of God to wash over you. Uh, Silence and solitude is another way of receiving. And this has been used, actually, throughout church history is actually, you don't say anything. You just be by yourself, you and God, and you don't say a word. You're just just silent in his presence. Again, recognizing this idea of God's rest and his forgiveness and that God has done it all. It's not by works, it's by grace, and so that we can just rest in his presence. Uh, You can also use instrumental soaking worship, something called soaking. Sometimes that word freaks people out. But really, it just means just resting in the presence of God, uh, allowing God's spirit to minister to you. Uh, One channel I like on YouTube is called Soaking in His Presence, Instrumental Worship, and it's just this beautiful, quiet, uh, reflective music where, again, you can just rest in His presence and allow God to speak, allow God to speak into your imagination, allow Him to love you, or whatever it might be. Again, this idea of just resting. And for some people who are doers and busy and go, 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 this can be very hard, but it can be very powerful. Because, again, often, as we talked about in hearing God, God speaks when you're quiet. Uh, God speaks when you put all the other distractions away and you just, you just listen. And so these times where you really rest can be very powerful in connecting with God. And so we're gonna try uh, try this. And um, I'm just gonna play a song. The song has lyrics, and uh, and the song is uh, just about receiving. Um, just, I mean, again, you can close your eyes. You can just. Lay your hands down, and just receive and allow the presence of God and his love to wash over you as uh, you listen to this song.
1: I keep fighting voices in my mind that say
0: One way that uh, you can use that is, um, and I think we all know what this is like, (laughs) maybe you've had a busy day, uh, you haven't had time to intentionally connect with God, and um, you know sometimes you come home and you're like, I'm too tired to like do a devotion, I just want to watch TV. Um, Well maybe, because you're tired, maybe what God is actually wanting to do is build into you. And you can again throw on something from YouTube, and you can just lie on the floor and just receive, and it doesn't take effort from you, but you actually receive life. God, And so again, this idea of just learning to rest in his presence and not always do, but to actually just be and receive. And it can be a beautiful way to connect, connect with God. Similarly, this is something you can do in a a shorter uh, period of time and just do this throughout the day. And that's just acknowledging God's presence. Uh, Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. And so the way this works, uh, and I do this sometimes, is, I mean, take literally 10 or 20 seconds, you can you can just pause sometime during the day and just say, know, God, I thank you that you're with me. I thank you that you love me and I just honor and worship you. you know, take a deep breath and then just continue on during your day. Take these moments where you just acknowledge his presence, especially maybe if you're having a stressful time at work, you're in a, in a s- stressful situation, you can just take even just 10 seconds and just God, I acknowledge your presence. I cast all my anxiety on you. I love you. Thank you that you love me. 10 or 15 seconds. And uh, and so it can be just a, a short, simple way to connect with God uh, throughout your day. Another way to connect with God is through generosity. Um, uh, James Jordan, uh, Father Heart Ministries, because he, he does the Father's Heart thing, he's asked a lot You know, how can I connect deeper with the Father's heart? And he says, become a giver. Because God himself is a giver. uh, When you give, there's this this beautiful spiritual connection. When you give of your time and your energy or your resources. uh, God is a giver for God so loved the world that he gave. Well, this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Uh, The self-sacrificial, other-centered kind of thing. And it's amazing how when we give of our time or our energy or of our treasure, uh, that there's this connection that happens with God. That can bring this joy to our heart, uh, that we just feel this extra sense of closeness. Especially, especially if you find yourself bored with Christianity. And sometimes I mean Christians are just bored. And I go to church and it's kind of boring, you know, you might just kind of boring. And say, Are you doing anything? are you uh, being generous with anything? And usually the answer is is no. And that's probably why you're bored, because God has designed you (laughs) to be generous. He's designed you to be engaged in some way that is completely other-centered, self-sacrificial, where it's not about you. And we live in a world where we make it all about us, and everything I do has got to make me happy. It's got to be me, 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 me. But God wants you to be generous, uh, to give up your time and your energy. And it's amazing how it can Take someone who is a bored Christian to a super stoked, happy, excited Christian because they feel so alive with God because they've joined with God in being a giver. Um, A beautiful way to connect with God is to engage with with generosity. Now, uh, lastly, uh, I'm going to quickly cover this and then um, we'll be done. And this idea of spiritual pathways, and I did put this in your bulletin, a little assessment that you can actually do. Uh, There's some more at the back if you didn't get a bulletin. Uh, But lots of different books and websites on on this idea of spiritual pathways. And basically, it is saying this, and we've already talked about this, that not everybody is designed the same. God has wired us each differently, and therefore, there are certain things that we might feel, I connect with God better doing this than, than doing this. And it's no different than human relationships. Some couples might love going, again, for a dinner and movie, Or other couples are like, "Nah, we're not really into that. I'd rather stay home and make dinner and hang out. That's what we like to do. And other couples are like, you know what? We like to go on a hike, but we don't like to do that. Everybody's unique and different. And God recognizes that. We all have different giftings and personalities and styles. And so when we connect with God, it's helpful to understand uh, how best you connect. Because I can say right now, um, choose one way to connect with God that really just pumps you up for, for God. And we would have a variety of different answers. Some of you might say, I just want to sit down and journal. Others of you might say, I want to go to a worship service and just lift my hands and worship. Some of you might like, you know, I just want to go up in the backcountry and go skiing and, and just connect with God through nature. Some of you might be, you know, I want to do something, I want to make a difference in this world, and because we're all wired differently. Now no matter what your style is, I mean, scripture is still important, going to church is still important, those traditional ways are still important. But it's helpful to know those ways that just really alive in your spirit. Because all of us know what it's like sometimes to feel a little distant from God, to kind of a bummed out week, and are just like, God, I need to connect with you to know. So the idea of spiritual pathways is, uh, it helps you find out how you're wired. And and depending on the test, some have more, some have less, but they're all kind of generally the same. Uh, And here's what they are. So there's creation naturalists who worship deepest when they are outdoors. Uh, these are people who, like, they pray better when they're outside than inside. Uh, they, 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 their heart is more alive when they're on top of a mountain than they are, you know, in the basement of a prayer room or something like that. They, they connect with God better in nature. And if that's you, uh, spend more time in nature connecting with God. There are those who are intellectuals, and they worship deepest when their mind is fully engaged. These are the people who, like, big, fat textbooks with lots of words. Um, these are people who, like, you ask them a question about the Bible, they know every answer because they've studied it and they know the background and the culture. These are people who listen to podcasts all the time because when their brain is stimulated with theology, they're just like, God, I love you.
1: you know? <laughs>
0: and then there's others who go to sleep in about 30 seconds. You know, uh, uh, Intellectuals, uh, they, they need to listen to stuff and study and, and understand and understand theology. Uh, there's more contemplative people who worship uh, deepest in silence and solitude, who are more contemplative. These are the people who are better just receiving from God. Uh, There's others who are better doing for God. These people just love to receive and be quiet and just present and and really allow God to speak to them, more contemplative kind of people. Uh, There's worshipers who connect best with God through worship music. Um, The favorite time in church is not this time. It's not the time after. It's, It's when the worship band is playing. And I know some of you are worshipers, and you they love that forty minutes, and you could you could just keep going like it's too short. And and there's other of you who are like yeah, it's just too long because maybe you're not so much this. And as I talk to you about, um, don't be afraid during our worship time to just sit and receive. Uh, don't be afraid to grab a Bible and just read during our worship time, or or uh, you know um, pray or whatever you can connect. It's a time to connect with God. But you know I'm more of a worshiper. I love. Just worshiping through music, and I do it just in my own devotions. And so there's worshipers, people who love, love that. Then we have serving people, who worship deepest when serving others. Uh, when they go out and they're serving here at craft dinner, the high school that comes over, or youth on Friday, or uh, they're out at the you know uh, food bank, serving somewhere or in the community. They're they're serving somebody or something that other centered. And they come home like, I just feel so pumped, man. God, you're amazing. And they just feel God alive in them because they're serving. Um, similarly, there's the activist. These uh, people worship deepest when they're battling injustice and evil. they doing something about the poor. They're doing something about, you know, uh, injustices in this world. Or, you know, uh, racism or whatever it might be. You know? Uh, you know, things going on in other countries. And they just feel alive when they do that, like Dean Siminoff, who's in Rwanda right now, would be probably more of an activist who connects deepest when they're they're battling these kinds of things. And this may be you. And again, if you find yourself bored in Christianity, uh, maybe because you're missing the service or the activist part, because um, you'll never be fully alive unless you're doing these things, no matter what your your pathway is. But some people really come alive with this. And then there's relational people who worship deepest around uh, community and their favorite time of church is not this time, it's not the worship, it's before and after. They just love hanging out with people and chatting. They love getting together and having in-depth theological conversations or whatever it might be. And so those are the pathways and there's an assessment in your bulletin you can use. But it's also helpful to understand pathways because not everybody's the same as you. And to understand that everybody in this room is different. Because sometimes people again will say, you know, the service too long or. Uh, but the sermon connects with, with intellectuals or whatever the sermon is about are different. People There's the worship people, there's the community people, and we try to engage all of those. But everyone is different uh, in this room. And so take out that assessment, fill it out, and use that to shape how you connect.